You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Buckeye Breakdown. This is uh, Tuesday of game week as Ohio State gets ready for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish just a couple days away as the Buckeyes and Fighting Irish will have easily Ohio State's most anticipated opener in program history. If you're just joining us for the first time, thanks for making Buckeye Breakdown part of your your game day prep stop. I'm Brendan Gulick along with Craig Heisen. we got plenty to talk about today, including game day tradition, and why that's so important, especially as, as we talk about two teams that are tradition rich. Uh, we had a chance in the facility this afternoon to talk with Ryan Day, Jim Knowles, and three players, Cade Stover, Ronnie Hickman, and Paris Johnson Jr. So we'll give you a little bit of feedback from uh, this afternoon at the Woody, uh, and we'll continue to get you ready for this weekend's game. You can follow us on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would certainly appreciate the support there. Most of our podcasts stream live, but you can certainly catch them uh, after the fact wherever you like to get your favorite podcasts. Okay, early traffic's out of the way. What's up? How are you? Doing well. How are you, Brendan? How was uh, today at the Woody? It was good. It was a good day. Uh, I said this on the Buckeye Report, which folks can watch on our YouTube channel if they'd like. Um, I I just felt like it was very businesslike. You know, the, the most notable thing for me today was that neither Ryan Day nor Jim Knowles put any bulletin board material up. They didn't put their foot in their mouth. They didn't say anything they shouldn't. Um, You know, I don't want to say that it was all coach speak because I think both those guys have a pretty good way about being genuine in the way they answer questions, but it's very obvious. There are certain things they're just not going to say. And Jim Knowles even laughed about that. You know, when he was kind of asked like, Hey, you're going to go up, you know, in the booth, you're going to be down on the side on the uh, field. And when he was pressed a little bit, he's like, I mean, of course I've made up my mind. I'm just not going to tell you. Right. Um, which was kind of nice to, to see him have a little fun with that. That seems to be a popular line around the country this week. I was catching a little bit of Cincinnati football as well as they named their quarterback. Nobody wants to really say anything this time of year, which makes sense. Why well, give the, the other team a, an idea of what you're going to do come Saturday? Yeah, for sure. So I, I think one of the fun storylines this week, uh, aside from, you know, the stuff that's on the field, right? There's plenty to talk about, and we will here as the week continues. There's plenty to talk about. X's and O's, guys on the field who can execute, all of that. But the reality is you you don't necessarily see in college football teams that are not conference opponents uh, of this magnitude play each other early in the season. It it happens once in a while. It just doesn't happen that often. Um, And I'm not just talking about the the blue blood programs, the way maybe Cade Stover – uh, described them to us earlier today, but programs that are so tradition rich, 
the way Ohio State and Notre Dame are. We could spend an entire podcast talking about programs that have quote-unquote college football tradition, and we can do that another time. But without a sliver of a doubt, you can't have that conversation without including Ohio State and without including Notre Dame. So consider them to be two of the most tradition-heavy programs in the country. And all that goes into their history, um, their their alumni and the success that they've had as they've gone on to the NFL, and then just sort of the game day environment that, that you have when you go to a Notre Dame game or when you go watch a game at the shoe. It's really, really special. And I think um, I think there's a lot of people that are going to watch this game this weekend, and it's going to kind of hit them in the feels because mm-hmm. you, you think and feel all those things that are so special to you. It's what makes college football so special. Absolutely. You uh, hit right on the head. Um, two very passionate fan bases. Uh, you can feel it when you, I've been fortunate enough to go to a bunch of Notre Dame games. I was at the Bush push game back whew, 2005. I want to say that was without looking it up um, in that end zone. But just when you walk into Notre Dame, the feel you get walking around uh, the grotto um, and everything about Notre Dame, uh, it's it's a similar type feel when you're at Ohio State for a big time game. Um, it's it, I was laughing today when I heard Jerry say, and I think he might have misspoke, but you make sure you get there at 7 a.m. <laughs> I started laughing when he said it because I know he probably meant get in your seats by 7 p.m. But uh, I think that people are going to be getting down there at 7 a.m. I know we are setting our tailgate up at Fawcett Hall. We're going to get down there about eight, so. It wasn't too far off. There's going to be, it's a big one. There's going to be a lot of traffic. Get there early. It's it's exciting that these two teams are starting off week one. Yeah, and and you know that was certainly a message to us uh, before the press conferences started. Ha- have a lot of patience and give yourself a ton of extra time because traffic is going to be nuts. Um, and frankly, the earlier in the day you get there, maybe the more fun you can have because college game day is going to be set up, and obviously their their set is going to be you know, uh, where they typically are sort of on the south side of St. John. But college game day will wrap up several hours before kickoff because it's a night game. Um, So anyways, you know, go down and have a ton of fun. But the earlier you can get there, the better, uh, because it's going to be a chaotic environment. That said, I I thought Ryan Day gave a really good answer earlier today. This was cool perspective. I asked him specifically about the opportunity to coach in a game with two teams that have as much tradition – as these two teams do, the playoffs are a different animal. It's, it's a different feel. You're so focused because there's so much at stake. There's still a lot at stake here, but the fact that it's the the season opener and all the other pomp and circumstance around this game, I think just makes it really unique. And I thought coach day gave uh, a good answer. Here's what he said earlier. Coach, thanks for spending some time with us. I know you've talked a little bit about the, the aura around this game. Can you give us an idea of how much you appreciate the tradition of college football and of two programs that may be at the forefront of tradition? Yeah, it's it's hard to probably appreciate right now because there's just so much going on. But uh, but when you think about what an opportunity this is for Saturday night, just getting Notre Dame and Ohio State together, um, you know, first game of the year, 100th year anniversary of the, sh- of the shoe, all of the things combined. Uh, what, an, what a great opportunity. And that's that's what college football is all about is bringing people back and, um, you know, making it special. And and this is about our players. And I talked to him the other day about when you grow up and you're seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old and you watch a game on TV on Saturday night, 
and then you wake up the next morning on Sunday and you're playing in the backyard and all of a sudden you're taking on the personality of, of guys who you watched the night before. And uh, you can see a couple of them nod and I say, well, that's going to be you. You know, and I try to remind guys that every year when we play in environments like this and that's the opportunity that's there. So that's why we got to work so hard this week to be a competitive excellence on Saturday. So uh, working really hard to make sure that we're prepared for this thing. As a head coach, you know, that, that led a program through the COVID pandemic and all the unique challenges that you've kind of had year to year. What makes this opener unique for you, this season unique? Uh, I think it's it's unique. Uh, every year is unique. But uh, what's significant about this year is, again, um, probably our schedule bookended by Notre Dame and Team Up North, eight home games, 100th year anniversary, um, a little bit more of an experienced crew coming back. So um, I think those are probably the things that are most noteworthy. And and what a treat for us as Buckeye fans to have, you know, a season opener against Notre Dame and then a, a regular season finale uh, in your own rivalry game against Michigan. You know, it, it almost feels like there's like a a chance this year to kind of plant your flag in the ground, a la Baker Mayfield, uh, for for like sort of the supremacy of. You know, these are the three biggest programs in the Midwest for sure. And and the Buckeyes are going to play each of them. And obviously Notre Dame and Michigan have their own rivalry. Um, you don't you don't often have this opportunity. I, I think it's for that reason, too. And for all the recruits, in addition to the alumni and things that are tied into this game, uh, just a, a huge opportunity this weekend. The names that are recruiting wise that are on the list to show up at Ohio State Saturday is probably it's hard to say, but we can probably look back a couple years from now and pinpoint it, but it might be the biggest recruiting day in the history of Ohio State with how many kids are going to be at the game um, and how many kids that, that haven't committed yet that you know Ohio State wants. Um, but just like you said, to have to have this game be the first game and to see the human kind of side of Ryan Day give a great answer to your question at the presser today. Um, He's absolutely right, because I can speak for myself. I was that little kid going in the backyard, seeing primetime Ohio State games growing up and wanting to be like those players. And and the great question, which I'm sure we'll get to here shortly, that you asked Cade today, it sounds like he was that kid, and he ended up yeah. at Ohio State um, idolizing James Laronitis like he did, and now he's uh, a captain on the Buckeyes. So great answer by Coach Day there, kind of seeing a human side and, and – it's going to be exciting to see that next generation of Buckeyes that grow up and watch this game Saturday. And when we're all look back and you ask that same question to them, and they might talk about this game 20 years from now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, pretty cool for sure. And Cade Stover is like, he's Mr. Buckeye. I mean, he is the ultimate what you think of when you think of an Ohio State football player. Uh, and we'll hear from him in just a moment. Um, but before we kind of transition away from the tradition, just want your opinion, your take, your, your um, you know, your favorite part of Ohio State football tradition, things that come to mind for you. Just growing up, my, my dad graduated from Ohio State, lived in the stadium dorm. I graduated in 80. So it's crazy to think that they used to let people live in the stadium. 
nowadays I would never fly. Um, but he always used to say the attendance was off by about 50 because he let about 50 people sneak in and charge 10 bucks a head. So that's his favorite story to tell at the tailgate every year. So I'm looking forward to hearing that one this season for the millionth time. Um, but just growing up, little kid, six, 10 years old, always going to the skull session before the big games. I mean, one that really pops out on top of my head is the Texas game back when they had Vince Young coming and just being there as a, as a little kid, seeing – I mean, that's the loudest environment I've ever been in and couldn't even hear the, the people talking next to you that night game. I know we, the Buckeyes lost that one. Um, but just that atmosphere, I'd, I can only assume it's going to be just like that Saturday night. When Notre yeah, Dame comes. Th- there were some moments last year during the Oregon game that – was so loud, like you almost had to cover your ears. Um, I fully anticipate the stadium is going to be like that on Saturday, which is really cool. Um, I think the thing that, that, you know, maybe tugs at my emotions most when I think about Ohio State football, for me, it's script Ohio. Um, It it almost evokes tears. And, And sometimes when you don't like expect it, you know, it's like, you know, it's coming, you know, they're going to do it, but you, you watch the band get on the field, you hear the music and you feel the energy with how passionate everybody is about that part of game day. And it just hits you in a different way, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, really special. Um, so for me, that's the, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. You mentioned Cade Stover, uh, you know, Cade's a lunch pail guy. He's just, he's going to show up and do his job zero distractions, uh, and and maybe he has an easier time doing this more than other guys because the cool thing to do these days for, for you know, guys in college is to live on social media and share everything with everybody all the time. So the idea of putting down your phone, when Cade said that early in the press conference, I, I thought, I mean, yeah, you probably should. Can you really do that? How do you pull mm-hmm. that off? Here's what he said. Okay, hey, you, you mentioned that, that you guys put your phone down. How easy is that or how difficult is that? Because in today's day and age, man, there's a lot of people that just want to use social platforms to, to build their brand. Is that an easy thing for you guys to do? Uh, at first, no, it's not. I think because a lot of times, I mean, that's just kind of how we grew up, I guess. But, I mean, it's going to be there. It's going to be there on Monday. I mean, it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? This game, this is – I mean, this is a temporary thing we got going on here. So we're trying to grab on this with both hands and not miss a beat, hopefully. Tradition of this, these two programs, you can make an argument that there are no two programs in the country that have more tradition in history than Ohio State and Notre Dame. Do you have memories as a kid of, of watching those two programs and what does it mean for you to play a game with two teams that have such history? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, as a kid growing up, I mean, these are, I mean, these are blue bloods, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, coming back, you watch. I mean, I used to grow up and idolize James Laronitis. Like, that was my – that's where I was going to be. That's where I was supposed to be. You know what I mean? And, I mean, with all the ties over there now, high State ties in Notre Dame, I mean, this, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff riding on this. Okay, last question. The second row left, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. Did you idolize James Laronitis growing up? Yeah, that was my, my favorite linebacker right there. It's tough and play fast and hard. I mean, back when the game was – Tough, hard, and fast, and that's what we're trying to bring back. God, is that a good answer or what? I, I I love it. And and your comment earlier about 
you know, driving you crazy that he's on the offensive side of the ball because everything about Cade Stover screams linebacker is so true. Um, Tommy Zagorski, our old buddy who did a lot of these shows with me last year, said Cade Stover was the best small-town high school football player he's ever seen uh, and just a fun, fun guy to watch play. And, you know, not a surprise that he's as respected as he is in that uh, locker room. Yeah, as bad as I want to see Cade Stover hit some guys on defense, it's <laughs> it's going to be good that he's on the offensive side of the ball. I know we hit it on it yesterday. Had a couple teams, Michigan in particular, call Ohio State's offense finesse last year, soft last year. Uh, to have Cade Stover, hopefully a tight end, getting the majority of the snaps with him and Mitch Ross, two tough guys, being able to, to hit some guys on the offensive side of the ball and run it down their throat, it's going to be exciting to see because Cade's definitely going to bring that toughness. You heard it there in his answer. He, he looks – like a linebacker, sounds like a linebacker, but is going to be playing tight end this season. So to bring that toughness to the offensive side of the ball to complement all the sexy uh, receivers that we got on the outside, it's going to be going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him maybe make a, a block or two that you want to rewind a play simply to go watch him, you know, blow a play up with some crazy crack back block or something like that. He's yeah. He's a smart player. He's a fun player. He's super physical, and uh, I think I think we're going to see some big stuff from Kate here in the uh, uh, in this fall. Sure thing. Last thing on him, he's just he was born in the wrong era. He should be playing Isn't football that truth? with Laronitis, AJ Hawk, those kind of days because that's where he belongs. But uh, we'll see how he does at tight end. I'm I'm excited to see him hit some people this year. God, I'm so I I totally agree. Definitely the kind of kid that uh, he and Tommy Eichenberg both. Kids that were just, you know, born 20 years too late, but love their mentality. Uh, and it's why the coaching staff loves them the way they do. All right. Um, <laughs> we're going to end the show showing you, uh, in case you didn't catch this yesterday, and if you're watching the press conference or if you're watching our show live on, uh, on our YouTube channel, you'll see the video along with this. If you're listening to it afterward, uh, you'll, you'll catch the audio. But this is from Jim Harbaugh's press conference up in Ann Arbor, where he was discussing his thought process behind um, choosing to go with the quarterback situation that they are, where they're going to have McNamara start game one and uh, have J.J. McCarthy start game two. Here's what Coach Harbaugh had to say about that. For me to stand, stand up, I mean, no person has biblical person knows what the future holds and uh, was that what to come to that decision and based on some kind of uh, NFL model. No, it's, it's really based, based biblical. Solomon. So, <laughs> so he, he's basically he's basically saying that uh, this was about like the parable of King Solomon, who in the Old Testament, if you don't know the parable, basically there were two mothers living in the same household and one of their son, one of their infant sons had been smothered and each of them came to King Solomon claiming that the surviving child was their own child. So King Solomon says, well, I'll cut the little boy in half and you can each have half. And one, one mother was okay with it. And the other mother said, no, she can have her just don't kill him. And King Solomon judged that and said, well, that must mean that you're the real mother because no real mother would want her son to die. So that that's the parable. And somehow Jim Harbaugh thought that was like a a really fitting parable to make an analogy for 
Kane and JJ. So I don't know if he's going to split. What, what is he going to do? Split one of them in half? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you probably take you probably take JJ's feet and Cade's arm, I guess, if they can <laughs> if they can do that. But I'm not sure where he was going with that. I, good luck with uh, with that uh, way of thinking. Hopefully, the Book of Solomon pans out for <laughs> Mr. Harbaugh this year. But uh, yeah, it was interesting interesting take uh, for sure. I would have loved to have been in that room if he brought that up to Kate and JJ because they probably looked at each other like, "What is, what's Coach talking about right now?" Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see come November. <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know if, if Kate and JJ are religious guys, but I mean, we both heard it and we're looking at each other. I, I knew where he was going because I've heard that one before, but sure. I don't know how it ties into picking your quarterback, but we'll see. Well, I mean, maybe maybe Harbaugh thought it was like, you know, last man standing. We're going to let them both duke it out and see what happens. Because, like, I think that's essentially what he said they were going to do. He just picked a really weird Jim Harbaugh way of going about saying yes. what they were going to do. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I'm not here to, like, hate on Michigan and all that. But, man, that's kind of low-hanging fruit. Like, yeah. that's just weird. So <laughs> That's, that's going to play come yeah. November. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's your daily dose of weird stuff from Coach Harbaugh coming out of Ann Arbor. This week. <laughs> that could be a yeah, that could be a daily segment. We're gonna keep our eyes on that. The thing is, though, I mean, look, their their schedule is so soft. How's he gonna make a decision? I mean, right. I expect that week one, Cade would probably play really well, and that JJ's pretty talented and probably is gonna be fine in week. Two. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, riddle riddle me that one. I don't know. Yep, he might have to go to Revelations in week three. We'll see what he does. Uh, that's a good one i like that i like that all right that'll wrap up buckeye breakdown here this uh this afternoon on tuesday we've got another edition coming for you on wednesday a reminder the rest of the week we will hear from a handful of players at the woody on wednesday night uh and we'll certainly have a buckeye report after that to tell you our immediate reaction from hearing from those guys wednesday evening thursday's ryan day's radio show that'll be live all across the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes radio network, and it's at 12 noon on Thursday. We'll do our preview and prediction show on Friday and then get you ready for Saturday night's kickoff as the Buckeyes open the season with Notre Dame. For Craig Heisen, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for tuning in to Buckeye Breakdown. Please go to BuckeyesNow.com for all the latest on Ohio State football. You can check out all of our stuff on our YouTube channel as well. Support us there by uh, subscribing to our channel. Have a good day, everybody. See you tomorrow.